Good and welcome to the Invisible Sensei podcast. Hope you're doing good wherever you're listening to this. And uh, for this one, I am going to be drinking coffee throughout. So I hope you can forgive. It's early morning here in Aotearoa, and I'm just I'm sitting with looking at my my breakfast cereal, which is a combination of coconut, shaved coconut, cranberries, and different kinds of seeds. Yay! And um, a little bit of yogurt on top, so that's how I'm starting my day. Anyway, today is going to be about some musings. I don't have a title in mind, so hopefully you can bear with me. I'm going to try and keep this under 10 minutes, if I possibly can. <laughs> anyway, uh, some interesting stuff of late. If you had an opportunity to listen to my last podcast, it was with the amazing Sensei Rick Houghton. And a lot of wonderful stuff kind of came out of that in terms of being able to talk to him. Someone that I followed for a while via social media and just having that dialogue and being able to get personal insights and ask questions that had meaning to me was a wonderful opportunity. So I really enjoyed that. As with all my guests, I've been very lucky with the people that I can speak to. And I have to be honest with you, I'm not thinking about you when I talk to these people I'm honestly thinking about me and if you get something out of it then that's cool too and by that I mean that I enjoy doing the podcast because oftentimes it provides an inspiration that I may not be feeling Invisible Sensei was is and has been a concept that I guess I came up with because I honestly do believe that we have an invisible sensei or an invisible voice and obviously that voice is ourself and our values and how we've grown up and how we've been brought up in the martial arts and a moral code maybe. Anyway, one of my students, Gratitude Junior Shoda, and she has been with me for six years. Last year... Her compadre, who has also been with me for six years, did his junior shoulder. And it was an occasion of much joy because they worked really, really hard for it. And it was really nice to have a small part in them achieving a goal. And they're both young. Junior shodan is a contentious thing in that I was one of those people who didn't believe that children should, could or would ever be sure done. I think that why I have re-examined this is I generally made those sort of broad generalised sweeping statements and thoughts when I wasn't teaching, when I didn't have a dojo, when I was out there enjoying the fruits of everyone else's labour. And now I understand the importance of it, at least for my dojo and in the way that I see things. I promised myself when I got these two to Shodan that I would use that as the benchmark to give up teaching karate and it started a while back a few years ago as we all do as instructors you go through a a plateau period and I did so especially in regards to teaching people with my students not a reflection of them as people or students great students but as life happens people don't turn up and it happens enough time you're standing in the cold by yourself in the dojo and you've gotten there an hour, hour early to warm everything up and you prepare to lesson and you've got stuff to do 
but you've chosen to be there and no one turns up you do that enough times and it really starts to eat into your self-confidence or at least it eats into mine I started wondering whether what I was teaching had any value I started to really doubt myself doubt my ability as a practitioner and wonder whether or not I should just focus on my own training anyway cut to maybe two years ago and I did exactly that I closed my dojo formally and I should say my dojo is very small um, I never had more than probably 15 members and I decided I was just going to use the dojo as a place for me to train and practice and train with other people and I got approached by the parents of these two children who had been really good, really enthusiastic about coming to karate. And at that time I wasn't interested in teaching as I've said, but they had such a passion for it that I said okay. And I started training them exclusively for a couple of years. I think it was two years, maybe, maybe a little longer. And in every way, shape and form they they inspired me. They worked hard to learn kata, to practice technique, they trained hard, they were fit, they were young and enthusiastic and I felt that in many ways they kindled the fire in me to continue teaching and training. And so I made a promise to myself that I would train them to a point that I could get them to junior shodan and then I would use that as an opportunity to sort of fade into the background and into the distance and perhaps stop teaching altogether. Because it gets hard after a while having to teach how to hold your fist. It gets hard for the millionth time having to teach people how to do the first turn and the first cutter. It gets a little bit overwhelming teaching, teaching people how to break fall correctly or hold their shikodachi or stand in zenkotsudachi or how to hold their fists when they block and how to retract and all those sort of things and maybe that's a bit arrogant on my part because I'm just interested in teaching seniors I'm kind of interested in teaching people who already have something on board but as I say that could be me being selfish I watched a really good interview with a senior Aikido practitioner and what she was talking about you know we all want to do things that look good and we all want to throw each other around but we need to spend some time with our white belts because without the white belts there's no us there's no dojo and there's no continuation of the technique I guess and so that's what I'm, I'm having to weigh up I think it's also tied in, uh, in many ways to my self-confidence. I have a number of injuries which I'm carrying at the moment. I've got a bad meniscus. <laughs> I've got um, something's going on with my left shoulder. It's interesting, it's all on my left side. Um, and you've got something going on with my left hip. Which, when I think about it and say that, that could probably be... Um, related in some way, shape, or form. So I'll get me to a physiotherapist and to a doctor and to a chiropractor and get it sorted, I promise. Uh, the point being that 
I think we all get to points where we doubt ourselves as practitioners. We doubt our ability. We doubt our ability to be interesting. There is also the spectre of comparing ourselves to others. I know I certainly have. And I've talked about it ad nauseum on this podcast. I've talked about how I can wish I could do this and I wish I could do that. And for the most part, I am interviewing people when I'm lucky enough to interview these different sensei. I'm interviewing people that I've compared myself to in some way, shape or form and wished I could be more like. And so the opportunity to speak to them informs the way that I want to practice. I, as an example, have always wanted to be a writer. I have always wanted to be a writer, but because I learned to read so late in life, I told myself that I couldn't do it. And yet I had an opportunity um, to speak to different sensei that have put fantastic books and instructional tapes and all those sort of things out, and that really inspires me. I have talked to fighters, I've talked to people who've been in the game longer than I've been alive, and I always feel so privileged. I don't know where the journey leads, but I want to keep walking it. So I guess I wanted to talk to you, just me and you, since you're great at listening. I'm not sure what I want to do with my dojo or with my training, but I do know that I want to continue. And I may not walk forward very fast, but I'm going to continue walking forward. If you're in a place, in a space where you are doubting your ability, if you are doubting your relevancy, if you're wondering whether or not you should continue, then I want to encourage you to eat a good breakfast, wait for it to digest, put on your favourite gear, put your earpods on or your headset or some music on, go down to the dojo or your training space and just see what happens. Don't go down with expectation. Go down with no expectation other than to move well and to start at the beginning again. Stay basic and remember why we got into this and why we love it so much and why it's so very important. And I'll be here doing the same thing. Thanks for sticking with this podcast. Hope you're well wherever you're listening to it. And hope you're staying safe. Keep training. Keep practicing. Keep growing. And take it easy on yourself.